passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. That is not going to work. What are your names again? My name. It doesn't matter what your names are. You walk around here interrupting the rock you like you haven't seen the sun in 20 years. You like you just stepped out of Oliver Twist. Please, sir, may I have some more advice, sir? You want some advice? Here's the rock's advice. Shut your mouth. What you want. What you want. How about what the rock wants? Allow me to reintroduce myself. I am the jabroni beating, pie eating, trail blazing, eyebrow raising, talking is done, you're out of your class, no sleep till Brooklyn, the rock whips your ass. What's going on, brothers and sisters? Coming to you from Theater D, Row J, Seat 7. I am the Godfather Nate Milton, and this is the Rocky Maivia Picture Show, your favorite pop culture and pro wrestling podcast dedicated to the genius of sports entertainer turned thespian, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Now playing this week, 2009's Planet 51. Rover? Boy, I'm glad to see you, Rover! Rover? He's a probe we sent to take pictures of your world. Hey! A planet full of aliens? And you send back pictures of rocks? Bad boy. Bad boy. Alright, that was just a, just a just a little taste, just a little sneak peek, a little preview of the holiday magic that, that, that we have to share with you this week, this animated classic. Planet 51. But I can't review it alone. I can't do this all by myself, people. And since every Cisco needs an Ebert, every Ebert needs a Roper, and every Blaine needs a Twan, there's a very special guest helping me review the film this month. He is a member of the post-wrestling family, and he is the host of his own YouTube channels where he's done numerous interviews with various folks from inside the world of professional wrestling, and he was the very first guest on the inaugural edition of the NWA, the Nubian Wrestling Advocates, which you can find over on the Kings of Sport Patreon. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Andrew Thompson. Andrew, what's going on, my brother? My God, Nate, I'm glad to be back on the on the, on the show with you, man. It's always gonna be it's always a good time, and I, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be a good time. Let's go around too. 
I mean, it, it is great, man, that I'm having a chance to talk to you again. You know, you you coming up in the world, you know, so uh, unlike <laughs> unlike certain people in, in this industry, I don't want to hold down the young talent when they on the come up, brother. <laughs> I, I, I respect it. We, we, we starting off the laughs already. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> Don't, don't, uh, what, what would they say for uh, our, our brother Jinder Mahal? Would they don't don't hinder the gender. Don't hinder the gender, <laughs> and you can't stop the rock, which is why this podcast will be going on. I, I don't think I've ever said this uh, on the podcast yet, Andrew, but uh, about a month ago, I did the math on these movies, uh, and if the Rock stopped making movies with Jumanji, the Jumanji Part Two that's coming out. Right. If that was the last movie The Rock ever made, and I continued doing this show at the pace of one episode per month, we would be doing this show until the year 2023. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Rock, he, he he's like one of those true, like, not, not Hollywood stories in a bad way, but he, he like just made the smoothest transition and like yeah. just kept prospering. Like there, there was never a point where he got stagnant. I mean, before The Rock, when you look at wrestlers in movies, and we'll talk about this a little bit deeper in a second, Andrew, but, like, the template was a guy like Hogan or or Roddy Piper. Uh, You know, we're going to – or even Terry Funk. Like, they're they're either getting glorified cameos as tough guys or they're getting movies built around them that aren't really good. Mm -hmm. Rock was kind of one of the first wrestlers that's like, yo – I want to be an actor. I'm going to do a lot of bad movies, but eventually I'm going to get good at my craft and I'm going to do some good movies too. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. Like, I, I, I really wasn't a, I noticed, I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion, but I, I was never really a fan of, like the Scorpion King movies. But then, like, <laughs> but then when he started doing like, uh, like some of his movies, like Central Intelligence, mm. and, uh, you know, of course, I, I think Hobbs and Shaw was good, but that was more recent than anything. Um, you know, walking tall, yeah, uh, faster. You know, he he had some like really really good movies, and like you know now it's just you know, he just continuing the process. Was was kind of talking about the rock and a smooth transition that he made that you mentioned, Andrew. Let's go back, man, to to, to when you was a young brother and, and you <laughs> were watching wrestling for the first time. What what was your relationship like with uh, watching the Rock on TV and and him as a sports entertainer? So it's funny you mentioned that because uh, you know I, I was when I was recently at Starcast, uh, I was talk just talking to this dude about wrestling, and he he asked me he was like, man, so man, what, what, what did you like? He was talking about the current Wednesday Night Wars and brought up the Monday Night Wars. He was like, what did you think about the Monday Night Wars? I was like, well, I was I was like four years old, so I don't re- <laughs> so I don't really remember nothing about the Monday Night Wars. But what I do remember is Raw is War with uh, the Reign of Rock Johnson. That's what I do remember. Like the Rock, like the Rock is like. Like anybody who tries to tell you that The Rock wasn't like a prominent figure, uh, for them going there watching wrestling, they're lying to you because mm. he, he the the whole if, if you smell and the the eyebrow raising thing, even though I could never do that, the 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 arm arm raising walking around with the championship belt like how yep. The Rock said do, I used to do that stuff all the time when I was a kid. Like he he was literally one of those like I like you know how they got Mount Rushmore as a wrestler, mm-hmm. like I I think. The Rock is probably on most people's Mount Rushmore. Well, he's one of those wrestlers that kind of transcends the sport. And Definitely. you're very lucky if you can get one of those guys every generation. And part of the reason why WWF won the Monday Night Wars is not only did they have one of those guys with The Rock, but they had Stone Cold Steve Austin as well. 
mm-hmm. who is one of those guys that jumps off the screen, one of those wrestlers that the average guy or girl walking down the street would know, one of those wrestlers that your mama or your grandmama who don't <laughs> even watch wrestling might know. For sure, 100%. Uh, so you talk about The Rock and some of the movies that you like that he's made recently. What did you think, Andrew, when, when The Rock first was like, I'm going to do this thing, I'm going to make this transition, and I'm going to be a movie star instead of a pro wrestler? I, I actually remember, so I, I had this uh this video on DVD, the SummerSlam 2002, I believe it was. That was when he lost the title to Brock, and that's when he went to Hollywood. And it's a, it's a, like he told this story, and I think Brock has did an interview when he told this story about how The Rock knew he was The Rock knew he was going to go to Hollywood, and he knew the right thing to do was to drop the title and you know have Brock take it. And then when he went to Hollywood, like I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of people at that time like knew, oh he gave, okay he has the charisma. You know, he's believable. He has all the talents to be a great actor. But I don't think anybody thought he would become what he is now in Hollywood. Yeah. So, like, when you when you see The Rock come back now, like, so, some people don't even, like, refer to him as The Rock. They just call him Dwayne Johnson because he's, like, transcended that Rock character. But he's always going to be The Rock to wrestling fans. It's It's funny because I think The Rock is somebody, yeah, he could get by just on his charisma and and his screen presence. Mm -hmm. But I think what separates the rock from so many dudes who have tried to make that transition and not had the best results, triple H (laughs) is the fact that, (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I didn't want to throw shade on triple H. That was just, that was just me being petty because I've never forgiven triple H for what he did to our man Booker T at WrestleMania. That one year. That was, yeah, that that was still, uh, um, uh, sticks. Sticks in, in, in my gut as, as one of the worst decisions. And I hate Triple H because uh, he beat Sting when Sting came back at that one WrestleMania. Like, why? Just a oh, quick, quick pivot on that. You want to know what's funny? It's a thing, like, anybody listening to this, you can go check it out on the WWE Network. They do these um these documentaries. It was I can't remember the name of it, but they recently did one for uh about Kane. Mm. And you can go check it out on the network. Triple H talked about why he beat Sting at WrestleMania. So the dude asked him, he was like, I know people always want to complain about that. He said, but the thing was, the plan at the time was they already planned for the WrestleMania 32, and it was to be Triple H versus The Rock. Because, you know, remember they set up that yeah, whole thing with Ronda Rousey and the up That was supposed to be Triple H and The Rock at WrestleMania 32. But, you know, The Rock's so damn busy. Like, the thing got canceled last minute. And the the intention was to have Triple H uh, basically go undefeated because he didn't, you know, he wasn't wrestling full time at the time. <laughs> to 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 basically carry that into next year's WrestleMania. So that was mm. the whole story behind that. I mean, that's that's a cool story, Triple H. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like like there was enough time between that WrestleMania and the next WrestleMania for you to build yourself back up, dog. <laughs> you ain't had to do that to Sting. <laughs> Triple H got the got the best comebacks, man. I'm telling you, he set some shit down real quick. Yeah, he will. <laughs> Uh, but let, so let's keep it moving before Triple H find out about this show and he shut down Post Wrestling. <laughs> and I, I don't want to do that to John and Wade. But uh, I think the thing about The Rock is that he's he has that, that charisma, right? He has that physical presence. But dude just works so hard. Oh, yeah. And there's like a lot of these movies that we've done on the show so far, Andrew, they're not good movies, but The Rock just works hard. And it's not just the quantity of movies that he makes. I think progressively, as you see over the years, he gets better as an actor. And even when the movies aren't good, he's good in those movies. And so, yeah, you can't, even if you don't like all the projects Rock has picked, 
uh, even some of the recent stuff, like I think Skyscraper, when, when, whenever I get to review that movie, that was just kind of a cash grab. And, and I remember not liking that movie, <laughs> but you can't knock the dude's hustle. Like he's putting out four or five movies every year, it seems like. Yeah, uh, and, and another thing that really makes The Rock uh, good at what he does is, like, and he got that from wrestling is his facial expressions. Like, that that makes you even more believable. It's like that small yeah. stuff that people do, like, the way, the way the, like, if it's a moment in the way you squint at somebody or something like that, or the way you look at him, like, he has all that, like, down pack. Yeah, so this this is gonna be this is gonna be a fun episode because not only are we gonna talk about The Rock as an actor, but this is a historic film brother andrew because this is the rock's first time doing an a, a voice acting job you know working on an animated film ah uh, let, 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 let us let us proceed so <laughs> before we get to planet 51 let's take a trip brother I, I know uh this this year seems further away for me than it probably does for you but let's let's take a trip all the way back to 2009 <laughs> in a little segment we like to call the time warp <laughs> all right man so the time warp is basically the segment where we talk about you know what's going on in pop culture particularly in music uh, around the time that the rocks films came out and planet 51 premiered on november 20th 2009 andrew do you know what the number one song on the Billboard singles chart was that week? Oh my goodness! Uh, the, uh, oh, the you said the number one song on the Billboard yep. in two thousand and nine, November twentieth, two thousand nine. Uh, let me see. I'm, I'm gonna just take a wild guess. I, 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 Kelly Clarkson. I'm gonna say that. <laughs> I'm gonna say that. That's, that's not a bad guess. Not a bad guess. Kelly Clarkson. Uh. This one actually surprised me when I looked it up because I remember it being a decent radio hit, but I didn't know it was a number one hit. Mm. And it's funny because the very next week, the week after Planet 51 comes out, it's knocked out of the top spot by uh, Jay-Z and Alicia Keys' Empire State of Mind. Oh, really? And that would go on for a good little run. But this week, at least, the week that Planet 51 came out, the number one song in the country, Andrew, was Fireflies by Al City. that song hits <laughs> that song hits I'm t- I'm t- that is a classic right there I, I, I'm not even gonna lie to you I, I, I wasn't brave enough to download it on my iPod but I, 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 I definitely boot that thing up on YouTube when I got back in the career from school I can't front though like Al City had a little moment like they had that song and then they had uh, the good time song with uh, Carly Rae Jepsen <laughs> like they, they had a couple like you said they had a couple low key bangers <laughs> It's, you know, pe- people that look like you and me or uh, would download the Nubian Wrestling Advocates, we had to keep it the volume a little bit lower. 
but we were still listening to it. <laughs> you ain't never lying. I'm telling you. You got you to keep it on the download. I would never download that thing, but I definitely have it up on YouTube. Yeah, I'll... Whatever happened to them dudes? They still they still out making music. Man, I you know what I think what happened? I think they made so much damn money off uh off that song Fireflies. Like yeah. I, like that 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 thing's still going on like soundtrack today. Like I'm I'm pretty sure they still making bank off that song all these years later. I was gonna say because it was one of those songs that yeah a lot of commercials at the time was using their songs. Uh, a lot of movie trailers were using their songs. So yeah, they probably could have gotten paid just off the residuals and be like, all right, cool, we we good. Had our little one hit wonder by music business. Yep, <laughs> ain't no reason to do no more songs. <laughs> it's like, uh, who's that band? It's funny because I, I remember the only reason I remember this band and this song is because uh, they uh played the NBA All Star Weekend uh one time and just the puzzled looks of the attendees to the All Star Weekend. Uh, you remember Hot Shell Ray tonight? I should not. It's like what, tonight. What? It's a party on the rooftop, top of the world. I, if, if, I, if I heard it, I'm pretty sure I know what you're talking about. But just all the top, I don't remember. But yeah, like that song was everywhere that year, even at the NBA All Star Game, which you would have never expected it to be. Mm. And then you ain't never heard from them dudes since. <laughs> I say, uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to remember the song because I, I feel like I know what you're talking about, but like I probably had to look it up. Hold on. I don't think I ever done this in the history of the Rocky Mountain via picture show, but I'm actually gonna pull out my phone. Oh boy, here we go. And pull out this song. Cause it was just so weird to me that these dudes were selected for the All Star game. Selected for the NBA yeah, All Star yeah, game. Cause, Cause I mean, like, I mean, I don't. I mean, basketball is a like you know it's a diverse sport, but like for the most part, uh, African Americans. Uh, dominated in game. Remember this one? I, I do remember that song now. I do. I definitely <laughs> do remember that song. These now. dudes, Hot Shell Ray, tonight, tonight. <laughs> oh my goodness! They 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 use that as a theme song for the All Star game. Yo, they were like the. Uh, they were like the, you know how they uh do the NBA All Star Night on TNT where like they have the big opening band play before they do like the three point contest and the dunk contest, all that. Uh huh. You got Ernie Johnson and Charles Barkley out there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the NBA All Star Weekend, Charles. Who do we have out here? Well, uh, Ernie, let's give it up for the number one song in the country, Hot Shell Ray with Tonight Tonight. <laughs> I say that, that that kind of remind me of um, that just as far as people reacting to it when, when when I think it was Fergie when she sung the national anthem oh, during that goodness. Warriors game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they, and they, all, the, all the players was trying not to laugh her out like that was hilarious. We look, we got there from Al City, so uh, shout out to Al City wherever they are. <laughs> Still making people believe, man. Let's get it. Let's go. <laughs> All right, let's talk before we before we finally get to our review, Andrew. Let's talk about the money. Let's talk about the box office for this film. The stats. All right, so the budget for Planet Fifty One was seventy million dollars, which okay. is still today one of the most expensive films ever produced in Spain because this was a Spanish production. What do oh. you think? The box office was, brother. The box office for worldwide. 
Oh, but worldwide. Um, just, just a random guess. Yeah, just I'm gonna a say, random guess. I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to say 45 million. Woo! <laughs> oh, man, you were, you were way off, brother. And I was actually kind of surprised by this because I, I thought maybe it made, you know, $80 million, like just above break even. Mm. This film, with a budget of $70 million, actually made $105 million worldwide. The millions! You a lie. It ain't no. You serious? 105 worldwide. It made 40 yeah. in America, and it made the rest worldwide. Uh, I mean, like it, it kind of do make sense, man, because the kids love to rock. So I yeah. mean, like I'm, I'm pretty sure they, they, they tuned into that. Damn, 106 million, 105 million dollars. Yeah, which is, it's a, it's. I mean, it's, it's a profit, but it's not a great profit considering how much it cost to make this movie, but it's more than I thought they made. Yeah, for sure. They they made half the money back. Off the of the, the budget was 70 million, right? Yeah. Yes, they, I mean they, they got they got a couple million uh, a decent amount of million dollars uh back from the budget. That's <laughs> but a, I think a turnout. I think like why the studio wasn't really that happy with this though is because like you said, the kids love the rock and this movie was put out right in the middle of the holiday season. Mm. So you think they would have made more. Oh, yeah, yeah that, that makes sense. So it's it, oh, so the movie did come out around Thanksgiving time. Yeah, yeah the right. movie came yeah. out like, like right around Thanksgiving, going into Christmas season. So you would have thought we got a family movie, we got Dwayne the Rock Johnson in the movie, and now nah, like they they like you said they made some money, but they didn't make as much money as I think the studio thought they would. Yeah, I like I, I mean if if I was behind production, I probably would have held off on this probably until around Christmas time. Like just, just like right around Christmas, like right around uh that December fifteenth area to, to to put this out. But I mean, they yeah. like like you said, they still did like a real good uh a real good number for the amount of money that they uh, the budget they had. All right, so let's talk about Planet Fifty One, which is directed by Jorge Blanco, produced by Ignacio Perez and Guy Collins, screenplay by Joe Stillman, and starring. This might be the craziest part of the whole daggone movie, Andrew. This movie starred Dwayne The Rock Johnson, which we know, of course. But it also starred Jessica Biel, Justin Long, Gary Oldman, Sean William Scott, and John Cleese. All, all the some of the funniest people, I'm telling you. Yeah. Uh, and, Sha- uh, Sean William Scott is hilarious. Uh, who's your boy? Uh, James Corden from, uh, from the uh, Late Night. <laughs> James Corden was in this movie too. Okay, they they had a star-studded lineup. Yeah, they had a. That's probably where most of the budget went to the animation and paying for all these, all these Man, actors, all these, all these high high-paid actors. Yeah, you gotta you gotta make sure they get paid too. So let me give a quick plot summary, and then we can kind of give our thoughts on this. So basically, you have Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and he is playing astronaut Charles Baker, aka Chuck Baker, and. This is, uh, they, they kind of going on an expedition, exploring new worlds. And The Rock lands on a mysterious planet. And he is shocked when he finds a young teenager, oh, well, a young teenage alien uh, named Lim, uh, played by Justin Long. And Lim is like, oh, snap, you an alien. And The Rock is like, oh, snap, you an alien too, dog. 
Uh, that's not word for word dialogue, but that's generally what. <laughs> <laughs> that's generally how it went. And so basically, it's kind of like ET in reverse, if you really think about it, where Lim is trying to keep Chuck and uh, Chuck's like robot Land Rover safe and hid from government officials. And the government officials are playing this up like this is an alien invasion and we gotta we gotta take the rock and capture him and and study him for science. And and so Lim is, is basically trying to hide the rock and keep him away from the alien captors. So just off top, just off rip. And it's funny because uh when when I first messaged you about this, I was like, you you're gonna be in the demographic for this movie. <laughs> Andrew, and, and your reaction, which uh, some of the listeners might have heard on the Post Wrestling Cafe, is like, I don't know what kind of kid Nate thought I was, but I'm just saying you were in the you were in the age range that might have been the oh, yeah, target yeah, yeah, yeah. for for yeah. the studio, brother. Oh yeah, I, I, I know what you meant. I know what you meant. <laughs> so, so what did you think first? First of all, like just first viewing of this movie and, and kind of the premise of the Rock is this astronaut on this alien planet, and then the government from the alien planet wants to get him so so initially i went into the movie with an open mind like i i, I wasn't going in there with no uh pre preconceived notions about the movie and it was it actually turned out to be a good movie the plot i thought was really good like the thing i like about movies the most is when they jump right into it like when it'll take like 30 minutes to get into the plot yeah. like they, they kind of got into this within the first 10 minutes and then the thing i liked was the uh the, the the chemistry between the two characters chuck and limb like they sort of like they like the, the thing was chuck looked at Lim as an alien and Lim was like well I never seen anything like you so you're the alien type thing and I always liked that little dynamic it was it was interesting because I've seen this movie before and I forgot it was a Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie like I saw it with my nieces probably either the year it came out or the following year on a DVD and you know because you anybody that has young kids or has young nieces or has had to watch young kids knows that after a while, there's only so much attentiveness mm-hmm. that you can give a child before it's like, okay, let me get the hot tag to the television screen. Right, right, right. And so it's like, all right, hot tag time. We're going to put on this wonderful children's movie, and I'm going to make dinner and drink a beer in the corner where you can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. I don't, know, I don't know if that's a crime. I mean, it's, 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 it's what I do, people. I am a, I am a great uncle. And I like to drink. So I had to combine my passions. I respect it. I respect <laughs> it. <laughs> so uh, so we watched it. And like I said, like you said, it's 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 a fine movie. Like, it's nothing great, but it's not terrible. Like, I've seen worse kids' movies. Mm. Uh, the thing that surprised me was when I was going through the lineup of what movie we were going to do on the Rocket Movie Picture Show, and this movie came up, I was like, I've never seen this movie until I played the trailer, and I was like, Oh, I have seen this movie. I just didn't know it was a rock movie. And one of the reasons why, Andrew, is I don't feel like you get a lot of the rock in this character. Like, yeah, the voice is there, but I feel like they're not letting him. Like, if you look at this uh, role as Chuck Baker versus the rock playing Maui and Moana, it's night and day, in my opinion. You know what? That's a, that's a, actually a great comparison. Like, like I like I couldn't have worded that any better. Like, it it didn't feel like the like sometimes I kind of like throughout the movie. Did you get those like 
those feelings like we're not even feeling like you just kind of forgot that the rock was playing the role yep. and like you just kind of thought it was like any other person like that that's kind of like yeah well basically i agree with exactly what you're saying like i couldn't have said any better yeah they could have put anybody who was hot at the time in in this movie you know because it's not like he says really anything that that relates to his catchphrases or anything and it's not like the character is drawn like the rock like the character is just a random white dude <laughs> like for real the character if you go look look up chuck baker from planet 51 he's just a white dude so sean william scott could have played that role uh you know justin long could have played that role instead of limb so i think other than the name of having you know that name that you could put on the marquee yeah. andrew it's like they really could have done this movie without the rock a hundred percent and i i I think that's exactly what it was like they just needed one of those big marquee names and i'm pretty sure the rock he he was like what what was he doing in wrestling in 2009 was he was he was no because he came back to wrestling in like 2011 for that run with i think it was with john cena but yeah so yeah he he was out of wrestling for a minute so he was he was it was at that point where he was like making the sporadic appearances here and there right uh you know like he came back and he hosted that WrestleMania twenty. He hosted that WrestleMania, right? That yeah, he was. He would host WrestleManias. He yeah, would, uh, because yep. uh, like like you said, he had the thing with Cena, which was which was later. Uh, he had the deal with uh, Punk that one year. Yep. Uh, yep. But yeah, he, this was in the middle of his kind of sporadic period. But yeah, you're right. Like this, I think this is when The Rock was just trying to do everything that he could do at this point. Yeah, it, um, it, it it's similar to what uh like Kevin Hart is doing, and like mm. he like he kind of like is just in everything, and that's not in a bad. That's probably why those guys work well together. Yeah, exactly, and they and have a similar work ethic, and that's not a bad thing. That's not like a you know like a dig at them. That's just like they they're very determined to take on any role and try to do it well. And in this movie, I did think The Rock did do the role well. It was just kind of hard to realize that this was actually him. And it's more yeah. so like they gave him like this thing word from word. This is how we want you to portray this character instead yeah. of letting him just go out there and do what he does. Yeah, like I think again, and I hate to keep making the comparisons because it's a much better movie, and it's a movie that takes place when The Rock is a better actor. But if you listen to how the way he plays Maui, not only do you feel like he's allowed some more freedom in what he can say, but it also feels like and it. it it feels like it because it is like they wrote the role with this guy in mind, as opposed to planet 51, where it's like they wrote the role and then they found the guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? See, see, Nate, you, 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 you saying like exactly everything like, and there's nothing else that needs to be said. Like that. <laughs> no, no, cause I, I, I just agree with what you saying. Like if I say anything, I'd just be like piggybacking. Like, but it's like, that's exactly what I think. So what, what were some of the things you liked the best about this movie, Andrew? Because you did say that, you know, it was it was enjoyable for what it was when you it, sat it down and turned on your Netflix. It, it, it definitely was a good movie for, for what it was. Uh, the, I, I always, like, enjoy, like, the little stuff, like that that little uh, alien dog that they had. Yeah. Like, like I, I enjoy, like, little stuff like that when they were, like, um, I, I don't know what, what it was uh, – what it was urinating, but it would, like, melt everything around it <laughs> instead of, like, like, I don't know why I found that funny. And then, like, um, the, another thing I enjoyed was uh, was Lim uh, trying to, like, being so scared to, to ask this girl out. And yeah, then he, yeah. And then, he, and then he ended up letting letting, letting old cornball from down the street uh, c- c- come get his girl. And then he wait until, like, the, the, the final five minutes of the movie to finally say what's up to the girl. Like, like and, and, and little uh, stories like that within the story 
they always like real real good and that like like i said it wasn't it wasn't even a bad movie like i i enjoyed this for what it was like yeah and that's basically it it was a good movie i think Maybe my favorite performance of the movie outside of Lim, because I did I do think uh, Justin Long did a good job with Lim, was uh, Gary Oldman playing General Grawl, <laughs> who was like the big bad of the movie. He was like the top heel uh, of the picture, if you will, Andrew. And it's like, like you got a real legitimate Hollywood actor to play this role, and you could tell he was having some fun with it. Yeah, the, uh, he the, that was the big boss in the movie, the final boss, right there. Yep. And in the way he kind of like got the whole community uh, kind of stirred up to to get to fight off this invasion, quote unquote. I thought he played it. He played his part well. Uh, I thought that uh, John Cleese as the professor, uh, yeah. who was like the the kind of second in command to the General Grawl, I thought John Cleese played a good job in his role. So it's like they got a lot of really good actors in this thing. Uh, and I think everybody like worked really hard, but at the end of the day, there's only so much they can do. I think with the material they were given. So something really interesting was that, like everybody in the town, e- even the general, they were scared of this one dude, like yeah. Chuck Baker. Like everybody was scared of this dude, and like at the same time, at well, at first he was scared of them. The Rock was scared of them until he realized he was like, oh, I can just trick them like with simple stuff, like pretending like I have mind control. Like they were like, don't mind control yep, me. Because yep. <laughs> if you do, I'm going to have this person shoot you and then I'm going to make sure they shoot they shoot the other person and like all this crazy stuff. And I was just like, that is hilarious. Oh, hold on, hold on, brother. Hold on. Oh, 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 we jump, we jump, we jump too I, far. <laughs> yeah, I think, no, I'm no, you You just sparked some, something in my mind, brother. Oh, okay, yeah, there, there it is. Because, you know, I was looking at this movie the whole entire wrong way. I was looking at it from the wrong perspective, Andrew. You know, I was thinking it was just some silly kids movie that The Rock made for, for, for kids at Christmas time. But no, like you said, there's a deeper story where these aliens looked mm-hmm. at Chuck Baker and they didn't know anything about Chuck Baker. They just looked on the outside of Chuck Baker. Yeah. And they had all these stereotypes about Chuck Baker. Right. And what the movie is saying, Andrew, not only to the kids, oh, but to everybody to in society, the movie <laughs> is saying, don't judge a person by their appearance. Boom. Don't judge them by the way they look or, or the color of their skin, but judge them by the content of their character. Exactly. And, and, and that, that goes both ways, too, for, mm. for, for Chuck Baker and for Lim. Yeah, because like, Chuck Baker had his preconceived notions and stereotypes about the aliens. He he, he was running from Lim off, off rip. I ain't. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was running from Lim. Like, Lim, Lim ain't even do nothing to him. He was running from Lim. And Lim was doing the exact same thing, running away from him. <laughs> trying, to, trying to call the police on Chuck. Mm-hmm. So, see, see, this movie is deeper than you thought, brother. <laughs> yeah, man. See, nah, there, there, there were certain points during the movie. Uh, there definitely were certain points in the movie where I was like, oh, yeah, I, I kind of, like, you can relate some of that to, like, modern day society and how we, how we judge people before we even get to know them. But there, there are those preconceived notions there to protect yourself, type of thing. And, and it's funny because the only time the aliens, except for like Lim, really embrace Chuck is at the end of the movie. Because in the middle them. part, <laughs> like, yeah, they captured Chuck, you know, take him to their base or whatever, whatever. Uh, Lim is able to help him escape. And then General Grawl and his troops kind of surround him as they're trying to get back to Chuck's ship. And you know, General Grawl shoots at a child. 
shoots at this kid limb, ends up, you know, backfiring on him, literally, and he gets trapped under the debris from the explosion, and Chuck Baker is there, and he saves Grawl, and then once once he saves him, they're like, you know what, you all right, Chuck. Uh, he, he all right when he just saved your life. <laughs> he, he all right when he just saved your life. <laughs> they, did Chuck, they did Chuck Baker dirty, man. Uh, let's see. Was there any, any other big notes? Like you said, uh, Lim asked uh, Nira, who was played by, uh, that was the Jessica Biel character, Nira. Yeah. He yeah. asked Kyle on a date, uh, uh, Grawl, thanks Chuck. And then Chuck gets ready to go home. He leaves, uh, his Land Rover, which really has been kind of acting like a like a pet dog, really, mm-hmm. in this no, movie, he leaves. I I really like that that character, the, the, the Rover, the pet Rover. I don't know why I like yeah. that so much. I was like, why do like why do I why am I enjoying this pet Rover thing? Because that thing literally like had to catch up with him from the yep. moment they got lost, and that thing found uh found Chuck, and then it ended up uh becoming like best friends with uh what was the character Skiff? It was yep. a Skiff. Yeah, so that was cool. I I really like that. Yeah, Skiff, the uh, Sean William Scott character. So we got mm-hmm. a we got another team up between The Rock and Sean William Scott. You know that that great team from uh, the Rundown. Great they movie. back at it. Uh, so yeah, he leaves the Rover uh, and lets the Rover stay with Skiff. Uh, and then you know they had a little farewell, and the Rock goes into space. But then the last thing we see is we got a little alien stowing away with the Rock. <laughs> Setting look, setting us up for a sequel that we will never see. Like I was, about, I was just about to say that I was like, they they didn't miss the sequel. They about ten years late on the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, because because no, seriously, I was like, if they were to do a sequel, I I, I really wonder how many people uh would actually like remember that this movie is like out. Yeah, like I, I genuinely like that that like that piques my curiosity right there. It's a movie that I think because it's not Disney. And because it's not uh, because it's not uh, DreamWorks, it uh, it it it's one of those animated movies that just kind of gets forgotten. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it's like even even a bad Disney movie gets remembered. Even like a bad DreamWorks or Pixar film gets remembered, but because this is one that's kind of an independent. Uh, movie it's it's not quite as remembered as those other studios and so yeah it's it's just kind of forgotten and i don't think anybody was actually out there on the, on these streets andrew clamoring for uh chuck baker too <laughs> yeah man i, I mean I, I i feel like if you if you target this right and you and you you aim for that demographic that the same the same demographic that uh was for uh this first movie I feel like the 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 eight eight to eight eight year olds, seven year olds, six year olds. I think this movie could do some good numbers, especially if you have like the um the 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 big names that you had playing these characters in the first one. If you can mm-hmm. like try to up, up the ante on that a little bit, I think it could it could pro- possibly do the same amount of numbers or possibly better. Yeah, I don't I don't know if you're getting all them names back for, for part two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, look. I don't even know if The Rock would come back for part two, and The Rock is in everything. No, nah, he's too busy, man. He too busy. Vincent Mann can't even get a hold of this man for another WrestleMania <laughs> match. I know, I know damn well. Damn well. He, he ain't coming back to uh, to play Chuck Baker. So he, ain't, he ain't answering the phone for Jorge Blanco. <laughs> <laughs> he only answered the damn phone for Vinnie Max. I know he ain't answering for Jorge. 
All right, so you talked about some of the things that you liked about this movie, Andrew. What are one or two things about Planet 51 that that, that you really wasn't feeling? How about you go first? You go first with this about what you did (laughs) did like. I think the first thing that sticks out to me, and we already kind of talked about it, is it's another one of these movies, much like Race to Witch Mountain and Uh much like uh, Doom, that finds a way to limit The Rock's charisma. Right. And it's like, that's one of the greatest gifts that this dude brings to your picture, one of the greatest gifts that he brings to your production, and you find a way to mute it and, and stifle it. So that's that's one of the big things for me is, yeah, Chuck Baker, he's the protagonist of this movie, but he never really feels like somebody, like, you, you want to root for him, but you, do, you really don't want to hang out yeah. with Chuck Baker longer than you have to. All right, because he, he kind of comes up, like, in the beginning, he kind of comes off like the real bad guy. Yeah. But, then at that, but then he slowly makes that transition uh, to the to the good guy. Like before, like I want to see the prequel. I want to see Planet Fifty, where where Chuck <laughs> Baker was just this bad dude. Nobody at NASA liked him. I say no. Uh, he was probably a little bit misogynistic to the women at the <laughs> office. Let's say that there was one part of the movie, like like I, I felt like they they kind of like you know told the line a little, just a little bit for like kid to teenager in this movie like how they like it was one scene i remember like and that's what i was trying to think about just a couple minutes ago uh when there was a lady walking by and the dude he was like you know kind of get i guess he was checking her out and i guess he made like some smart remarks to her or something like that i think she said something back to him so like it was like stuff like that i felt like if if they wanted to um like get the attention of the the you know that teenage teenage demographic uh, that that you that you know that you said I that I, that I was being targeted for like they <laughs> they you know they they could have you know not, now I don't want to say amp that up a little bit because it's still a kids movie but you know adding those little you know smart remarks and stuff like that to to yeah. capture the eye of uh, the fourteen year olds fifteen year olds sixteen year olds. It's not a movie that I think ages well with kids, and, yeah, and what I what I mean by that Andrew is like uh, one of the best kids movies that that's come out recently and it was a holiday movie too as a matter of fact was uh spider-man into the Mm spider-verse and one of the reasons i think that movie works so well is because it works for a five-year-old and it also works when that five-year-old is a 10-year-old and a 15-year-old like it's it's got a quality where i think kids can kind of get in on that surface pg level but it's got some depth to it and it can grow as the kids grow. Whereas with this, what you see with Planet 51 is what you get. Yeah, and then, the, like, another thing, like, I, I think with this movie, they tried to, like, capitalize, like, off it as much as they could after the fact. Like, e- like even after the movie, like, they had, like, a, it's a Planet 51 video game that they made. <laughs> like, they got it. Like, I'm serious. Like, you go to uh, the Apple store right now, and they got, uh, if, you, if an iPhone uses or you go to Google store for Android users, they got, uh, like, Planet 51 like games on your phone and like all that, all that stuff. So I talking about right now. Yeah, I'm serious. Right now. Right. Like they got, they, who, they who in 2019 is <laughs> besides besides Jorge Blanco <laughs> is buying Planet 51 apps at the App Store? <laughs> yeah, say like I said, I, I think they were just trying to capitalize on this movie as much as possible. Like may, maybe they they didn't think they were going to make as much mm. as they did, and then like once they realized um, that that the movie did as well as it did. Or with, with the with numbers wise, maybe they probably yeah. like, oh, we should go for a sequel, but they never followed the sequel. But and I, and I, there, there the, was well, the other thing is maybe but, it's 
maybe it's just it's the type of thing because as we said, it only made forty million in America, but oh, it made that. That's okay, okay. Okay. It made the bulk of its budget internationally, so maybe internationally, this movie has more traction in, in terms of like a pop culture thing than it does over here. And see that, that that's that's probably where the, the disconnect was. Like it was it was big internationally, like in Europe, but it wasn't that big here in the states like i you, you will know be interesting like i'm very interested to see like if there were any like people my age uh overseas who like they 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 still remember that this movie's out or if they ever know about it because mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't know about this movie until you brought it up so I, i'm like that that would be like a very interesting thing to find out like because this is find out how big this movie was uh internationally and it's probably like because uh again this is uh even now one of the highest uh, budgets ever for a uh, film from Spain. So maybe in Spain, this maybe in Spain, this is like their version of the, of the American Tale Fievel movies. <laughs> like kids, even today, still be uh, be talking about Fievel American Tale, and and that's been forever since the, since those movies were out. Maybe Planet Fifty One is is the Fievel of of Spain. The movie probably gonna last forever in in, in cinema history uh, in Europe. <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson he just goes back to Spain every year uh, for like they 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 have a convention Planet Fifty One Con. <laughs> He's a Planet Fifty One Con. Ladies and gentlemen, Chuck Baker. <laughs> and that, and, and, and all you gonna hear is that one clap from 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 from, from, from one person in the audience. And it's Jorge Blanco. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, you, you, you got some good comebacks, man. <laughs> quick, quick with it. Is any, uh, any other uh, dislikes? Uh, not, not really. I mean, like, like, like it, it, it like I, at first when I first started watching it, like when I first got into the movie, I was like, I'm gonna pick this thing apart. But like, once I started watching, I was like. It, it, this not this is really not bad at all. Like 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 you said, like outside of the stuff we talked about, like it it it, it well I feel personally that it wasn't uh that much to 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 pick apart from the movie. Like it like considering who this movie was uh aimed towards, who this movie mm. was made for, like I was like, ah, you really can't criticize this too much. It's I think the best way I would describe Planet Fifty One if somebody asked me what what is this movie about. Uh, you know, somebody was like, hey, Nate, what's Planet 51 about? I'd say it's an uh, animated movie starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson and a bunch of other famous people that is not really good, but it's not really bad either. <laughs> yeah. one, 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 one thing I uh, I liked, uh, I did like about the story like I mentioned earlier, how there's always a story within the story is when mm-hmm. I, th- I think it was Lim, when he, he was trying to get the professor job, right? And then he, I think he got cut from it. And then he got the job back or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he, he gets like, the job back at the end of the got, movie. Got, got the job back, but he was so like so damn determined to uh to finally help Chuck because he started to grow that. You no, know, I I guess human decency for lack of better terms. Uh, as far as when they they first met each other and were completely judging each other, and then like, yep. like once he saw like oh yeah I want to help him, he put his personal his personal stuff to the side and was like you know what I'm gonna help this dude get out of here. Yeah, so it's it's. It's a good movie if you are somebody who is babysitting or you have kids <laughs> or you're a school teacher and it's the holiday season and you're not trying to teach a damn thing because you got four hours left in the school day before you go home. 
Throw I on those pl- days so vividly. Throw on Planet 51 for the kids and go in the back in the dark, have you a mimosa or two, and, and then go into your holiday season. <laughs> yeah, I remember those days so vividly. Teachers don't have a damn clue with the teeth. So what they do, they throw in a movie. So yep. shut up. Movie don't have any relevance to the subject. Like, okay, we in history class. We gonna watch Planet Fifty One. Uh, throwing a, we sitting in math. They throwing how high or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, uh, Andrew, I think what we finna do right now is get into our final thoughts, and then it's gonna be what the people been waiting for: our rating system. So, my final thoughts on Planet Fifty One is I think this is a film, Andrew, that, as we've talked about, it's kind of middle of the road, right? It's a yeah. it's a mid-card holiday film. It's not Disney or Pixar, so it doesn't have, like, much staying power. Yeah, because uh, it's, not, it's not like, it, it doesn't seem like there's much to break down within yeah. the movie. It's like it's a basic, simple plot. Like, me, me and you, we, we, we got into, the, like, the gist of it, like, the, the, the other side of, uh, like, Basically, I, I don't want to say like the human side, but like the you know the deeper side to it. Like you know, stop judging people before you get to know them. Right. Uh, always be kind. You know, like stuff like that. Like we got into that, but other than that, it's like it's not really too much to dive into. Opposed to the other the other rock movies that he's made, where you could talk about it for hours on end. Well, yeah, and then the, and the thing is, like even in the space of animated movies, like we're talking about, it's not Disney, it's not Pixar, it's not it's not even like the Doctor Seuss movies. Like Doctor Seuss movies. They try to make you feel something, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about I'm thinking about the Lorax. My boy, the Lorax was speaking for the trees, Andrew, and they tried to get rid of the trees. And and the Lorax is out here trying to save the world. Like they, they got deep with it on Doctor Seuss. Mm-hmm. They didn't get deep like Lorax on this. They didn't get deep like like Horton. My boy Horton, he hears a who. Horton is hearing voices <laughs> in his head. They they come to him. Yes, yeah. I I think the thing with like Doctor Seuss films, like they 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 really try to. Like they, so their stuff is uh, aimed towards children too. But what I think thing is, they try to give kids like life lessons, like in these movies, like and hopefully they'll remember those life lessons to move forward. But this one, it kind of was like you know just the basic stuff that anybody could teach you. This is like life we we want to get y'all in the theater, buy some popcorn, buy some candy, hang out for for forty five minutes to an hour. <laughs> right, that, that, that's that that's that Jorge Blanco right there. Hey, that's 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 a Blanco joint right there. <laughs> like, what, what you trying to do with this next picture, Jorge? Hey, man, I'm trying to sell concessions, baby. Well, so, so what other films have uh have has Jorge Blanco like made? Like, is he like what just a strictly like animated guy? That's a great question. I'm I'm about to look up the filmography of, of Jorge, Jorge Blanco. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that right with you, brother Nate. Because I want to see what this brother has brought to the table. Jorge Blanco. Let's see what let's see what Mr. Blanco got. Watch it just be one movie. It's, it's that that one film he one hit one day and hit the bricks. He was he was the uh, hot shell Ray of, of the film world. So, well, hey, Blanco got a lot of credits, but mo- they're mainly Spanish Spanish language films. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I see. So the movies people would know, or our listeners would know, you talking about Planet Fifty One, of course. And it looks like he made a, what is this? It looks like he's, he's big in the animated films. Cause he's, he's got another one that just came out in 2014. So. So is he, okay. So he, he is a big animated guy for the most part. Yeah. 
Yeah, so they, they, I mean, they, he they, won they, the uh, Cinema Writers Circle Award in Spain in 2010, Best New Artist. Uh, <laughs> he won it for Planet 51. The, so, so like, like, like you said, that kind of go back to your point. Like, this movie is. Yo, like, Eddie, really big it was nominated overseas. for a European Film Award for Planet 51 as well. So, yeah, they love him for Planet 51 over there. Yeah, so that, like, like. Yeah, so like you said, like you you made this point early on, like this, this movie must have been like well, it, obviously it was it it was a hit overseas. <laughs> well, Miss Mister Blanco, yo, he came out the gate with with a banger. He came out the gate with a, with with, with, a, with a hot film, and ain't had a banger since. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but like look, like we were saying about uh, Al City, he could he could probably live off of that Planet Fifty One paper for a good little while. Uh huh. Living off them, that yeah, I I I think that's definitely what it is. Like that's a that, that's a that's a good point that you made. Like he like uh, that you made early in the show. Like he, yeah, like look, just looking at his his work, it's like, the, like I I think his movies have been like real big hits for kids, but I don't think it's like reach any other demographic besides no. kids. And 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 that that might be his forte, just as a as a director. And a yeah, that's the thing. Somebody's got to make these movies. So if he's good at it, at making these. Types of movies, you know, more power to them. Oh, for sure, man. Make, make your money, Jorge Blanco. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> every time, every time he looks at his bank account, he's like, "Thank you, Chuck Baker." For sure. Like it, it says, uh, for the box office, like man, you talked about that earlier. They said the opening weekend, the opening weekend in the USA did twelve million. Like, yeah. is that is that considered like good? Because I'm I'm not really like a numbers guy when it comes to um. Like box office and stuff like that for 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 a kids movie. I gonna say for for you... like a kind of a mid level kids movie. I think it opened fourth, so it's it's not bad. Right. Between you know twelve million at opening weekend, open fourth. It's not bad, but it's not you know it's not Disney numbers. Oh yeah, Disney they they, they do bang, but I, I think that also goes with the, the the amount of promotion that Disney has behind mm-hmm. that stuff. Like you you would see a Disney movie get promoted doing. Like doing the Super Bowl or the yeah. NBA Finals and stuff like that, but this movie, like I, I really can't remember any much promotion going into it. Uh, granted, that was ten years ago, but still, like I'm pretty sure, like you, you, like with certain movies and stuff, you can remember like how big of a deal it was. Yeah, and 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 this was one that they really didn't feel like it had much steam behind it, but apparently it did really well uh, elsewhere. It did well overseas, uh, you know, but we'll see, Andrew, if it does well. With us and our <laughs> patented Rocky Maya via Picture Show five-point rating scale. And for the listeners that are new to the program, we got a five-point rating scale. On a scale of one to five, if a movie is perfect, if a movie is the greatest thing you've ever seen, we just went one-on-one with the great one. If a movie is good, but it's got some flaws, that's a people's champ. That's a four out of five. If a movie is solid, you know, Andrew, but it doesn't do anything great, doesn't do anything terrible, it's just a solid movie, that's a three out of five. That's a know your role. <laughs> if a movie is bad, if a movie's bad, but it has some redeeming qualities, you know, if it's a movie that's not great, but The Rock is good in it, or The Rock isn't great, but the movie around him is pretty solid, that's a two out of five. That's that's a jabroni joint. A jabroni joint. <laughs> I can't wait to hear the, the, the one. Well, Andrew, if a movie is a one out of five, if it's terrible, if there's no redeeming quality to the movie, if a movie is as bad as Doom, that's a one out of five. That's a rock bottom. 
a rock bottom. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Nate Milton right there. You, 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 you can't get that content with nowhere else. You can't get that content nowhere else. But I, I, I like that. Or like the, the little side names. That's cool. You know, we got to we gotta, we, we gotta brand it, brand ourselves for the people. So, so, you know, when they know, when they turn on the Rocky My View Picture Show, they know it's either going to be one-on-one with the great one, the people's champ, know your role, a jabroni joint, or a rock bottom. That's, that's what we got to get the people thinking about when they think about these Dwayne Johnson movies. So, Andrew, on a scale of one to five, what would you give 2009's Planet 51? Uh-huh. Um... So I'm going to give Planet 51 just because I went into it with low expectations and it came out better than I thought. I'm going to give Planet 51 a solid 2.9 out of five. Okay. But but, but just to stick to the, to to the, to to the respected Nate Milton scale on the Rocky might be a picture show. I'm going to give it a two. Okay. So we got a jabroni joint. (laughs) <laughs> we got a jabroni joint that could could you know depending on the day Andrew watches it it could lean into the know your role category Maybe. but right now it's a jabroni joint jo, 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 Jorge Blanco go ahead and send me some cash brother I might I might bump that up to a four <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a hard movie because it's again this movie is not made for you and me today uh, as you've said brother Andrew this movie might not have even been made for you when you were in the age range for this movie to be made uh, so so, <laughs> so what, so what, 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 what would you give the movie on your scale as, as I'm going back and forth because I do think it the movie does what the movie sets out to do right the problem is I don't think the movie sets out to do a whole hell of a lot like it's not <laughs> like it's, it's not an ambitious movie at all it, like it's that man like like you like i'm pretty sure like with the with the rest of your uh the rock podcast that you've done so far like the you you, you know like the big the big movies he's done yeah. the ones that everybody knows you i'm pretty sure you went on for those uh with your with your co-host for 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 probably at least at least an hour straight or an hour 30 like with this one it's like <laughs> you, you know so like it, it's, it's it's like it's a simple plot <laughs> they, they, they got start middle end yep like like with some little with some little trinkles in between and like it's like it's nothing more than that but with the other ones you got like six different things going on and in the first 50 second 50 first 50 minutes of a movie like it's, it's so much going on so many entertaining stories with this one it's just like you know here we go but then again like it like it's got like how you mentioned before it's kind of hard to, 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 to judge that negatively because just because you know who this movie is made for right and because of that like i think Again, this is not a movie that's that's ambitious. Like again, going back to Into the Spider Verse, that's a very ambitious kids movie. Like they are trying a lot of things in that movie. This this movie, Jorge Blanco, my boy Jorge is like I'm trying, and that's what we gonna roll with. Like we we going with one trick and we stick into that trick. Yeah, um, so I'm gonna give Planet Fifty One. I'm gonna say it's a oh, it's, Nate, 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 Nate on that Jorge Blanco payroll. Right, Here right, right. I'm a Jorge Blanco <laughs> apologist. Like, 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 you know when people get mad at, at, at John and Wayne. Oh, you on the AW payroll? Oh, you WWE apologist? Uh, uh-huh. uh, you know the way 
fans react to yeah, people man. in the wrestling media and the wrestling yeah. journalists. You uh, can't win, man. I'm going to say, I'm going I'm to put my Dave Meltzer hat on. I'm going to get this movie three stars, if, but if it was made in Japan, it might get six stars. <laughs> well, that, 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 that's, a, that's a skill for you right there, Oh hey. Yeah, oh hey, Blanco, if you listen to this, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, give give, give my man Nate a, a a piece of that cut from 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 that movie you made. That's right. So Planet Fifty One got a jabroni joint from Andrew. It gets a three out of five. I know your role from me, but just bear like Andrew is giving it a high jabroni joint. I'm giving this a low. Know your role. So we're kind of saying the same thing. Basically, basically, but yeah, like. <laughs> The, the, the movie like it, it was just like straightforward but you know it, it, it the movie is tailored for who it is and like you have those little moments in there where you where you realize like oh yeah that, that's a good life lesson right there but then the life yeah. lesson ends like 30 seconds after and like <laughs> like you, you know you know how in that, like in every like kids movie they have those moments where they make you feel like you know they make you feel empathy and mm-hmm. you know compassion and stuff like that like seriously not even trying to be corny like it's like most kids movies even like movies like Shrek make you feel those uh, emotions so like you know it, it like they 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 hit all the basic points. I'm I'm pretty like obviously they they reel the folks into the theater, and and I'm pretty I, I I'm curious to find out uh if there's a way to find out like what kind of numbers they that movie does on Netflix like if it's a lot of people mm. like that tune into that. And that is a good question. Like is is it a hot is it a hot Netflix uh, stream this time of year? People reminiscing on on the greatness of. Planet Fifty One. They got holiday memories about this. <laughs> or, 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 you, or you got your folks who uh, running down every Dwayne Johnson movie. Yep, I'm gonna say we'll we'll see if 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 uh, Planet Fifty One gets a spike in viewership this week from everybody listening to the Rocky Mountain Picture Show, and they're like, I gotta check this movie out. Uh, the, I say the one one thing I will never. I'm I'm pretty sure that's never gonna happen. Is, is you see the Rock promoting this thing on Twitter. <laughs> I'm, I'm, that that ain't never you you you, you, don't, you ain't gonna never see the rock like because uh, I done seen him reminisce about about some of the other movies mm-hmm. he's done. I ain't never seen him say a word about Planet Fifty One. Yo, like the Rock has reminisced on uh, so many of his older films, even mm-hmm. films that like weren't the best received. I I kind of wonder like why, but I, I mean like it, it's kind of obvious why. Like when you compare Planet Fifty One to everything he's done, like. It's as far as cinema goes, it's like it's it's not really anything to compare. Yeah, in, in the eyes of some, but I I feel like even kids nowadays, like if 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 this movie got released nowadays, <laughs> like no seriously, I I feel like if this movie got released nowadays, nowadays, well, in in, in any time in a recent in a recent time period, like if you put this movie up against uh Central Intelligence, right? And let's mm. say Central Intelligence came back in 2009. I'm pretty sure any kid, seven, eight, nine, especially how quickly kids grow up nowadays, like kids grow up nowadays so quick, like you might as well call an 18 year old or 15 year old they know so much mm-hmm. from the internet. But like, I'm pretty sure most people or most kids would choose Central Intelligence over this. Yeah. Before we get out of here, Andrew, I do have a question for you because obviously you know this was a this was a decent holiday movie but it wasn't a classic you know what i'm saying this one an all-time holiday banger so coming up what was one or two of your favorite holiday movies to watch movies that you watch every single year movies that i watch every single year the the well one of them uh gotta be this christmas 
Mm. I, I, I love that movie. Like, I, because I, I, I used to watch that movie all the time with my family, like on, on Christmas and stuff like that. Like, and that sound corny, but I, I always loved watching that movie. And one of my other favorite holiday movies, uh, let me see. I like, you, have you ever seen The Preacher's Wife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Denzel like Whitney Houston. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I really like that movie during the, during Christmas time. But yeah, this, this Christmas and Preacher's Wife, I, I like those two movies. What okay, I like those. Those are real solid choices. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna say uh, shout out to Die Hard because everybody knows that's the greatest Christmas movie ever. Uh, but for me, I like those two. I'm gonna go on the other side with two comedies. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say number one, Friday After Next. Oh, I forgot. Oh my god! I Yo, Friday after next exactly. is crazy. With uh, how did I forget? Ice Cube and and Cat Williams and uh, John Witherspoon, R.I.P. Oh man, R.I.P. the pops, man. Oh my goodness. Like my my favorite part of that whole movie, and it might be one of my favorite scenes in any movie ever made. Andrew is when uh, spoiler alert for people that haven't seen Friday after next. Uh, but when Ricky Smiley plays the, the bad Santa, and he's a uh, Ricky Smiley, and he uh, steals uh, all uh, the Christmas presents from everybody in the neighborhood, mm. Ice Cube and, and, and Mike Epps are chasing him, and he gets away from him. And there's a moment where he's like, "Ah, you can't catch me!" And he starts to do the primetime Deion Sanders strut. I, I remember that. Like, primetime, baby, primetime. And then the next thing you know, he gets hit by a car. And say, man, I, I think they were showing that movie. They were doing like a marathon last night. I mm. think it was on TNT. But yeah, I, I can't believe I got about Friday after yeah, next. Friday after next is off the chain. And then another movie that's not a good, like, I know it's not a good movie, but it makes me laugh every time I see it on cable. And that's Jingle All the Way with your boy Schwarzenegger and uh, Sinbad. Jingle All the Way. What, 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 what is Jingle All the Way? Jingle All the Way is when Arnold Schwarzenegger, his kid wants like, this toy is like a big toy craze. It's a Turbo Man action figure. Uh-huh. And there's like only one left. And basically you got Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad, who plays a mailman. They fighting over this one figure the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And, and like Arnold Schwarzenegger like, I must get the Turbo Man doll for my son. And Sinbad's like, I need it more than you, man. I got problems. I got I got uh, arthritis, diabetes, and my <laughs> wife don't love me no more. Like... <laughs> They just going through like because you know Sinbad, Sinbad just gonna act crazy just just to be crazy. And Arnold Schwarzenegger trying to be this all American dad. It's 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 ridiculous. Phil Hartman's in it. Uh, a couple other people is in the movie. Uh, it's not a good movie, but it's you funny. you you, you want to know another good Christmas movie uh, that, that, I, that I think a lot of people like. I, I know my mother like my mother had me hooked on this movie. Um, a Christmas Story. Mm. Like I, I know a lot of people like that. Like that movie is always on, like for marathons during yep. Christmas time. People love that movie. I, I, I actually saw that movie for the first time last year. I, I haven't stopped watching it since during like the holiday season. That movie's great. I was gonna say that they. I think it's TBS still. Like they play it all day. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely during Christmas season. Like you shoot your eye out. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the, yeah. the, the iconic scene when the when the, when the dude got he got his tongue stuck to the. Uh, yep. To, to to the pole and he couldn't get it all like that. That was hilarious. Yo, that's that's what your man needs to do for the next for the next movie. For Jorge Blanco, yeah, Jorge Blanco needs to do an animated version of a Christmas story.
featuring Chuck Baker. <laughs> now that, that 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 would be I, I think that would probably be money. Yo, yeah, uh, I'm surprised somebody hadn't done like an animated version of a like an animated story. version of that. Like that that would be that would be people love that movie. Like that's a, a movie that got a lot of nostalgia behind it. And like even like kids coming up today still watch that movie. So yeah, that that'd probably be a big uh, a big seller. So uh, just to go back to to to, to Planet to Planet Fifty Two, so the movie, it like 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 you said before, it, it did have a, a, a like a sequel, right? Like it was supposed to come out for a, a part two, right? That was the talk around the movie, but I think because it did it made money, but it only made money to a certain point. Wow! Ah, and I for guess. a movie like yeah. this, that was so expensive to produce. I think it needed to basically it needed to probably double its its uh double its budget in the box office. Mm. Like you probably talking like this movie to really warrant a sequel needed to make, you know, 150, 160, 170 million dollars to be like, okay, let's put in the investment to make a part 2. Right. But it really did, especially in America, it really didn't gain a lot of traction. Yeah, I said that, that that makes sense. But I like I, I was wondering because I, I know they they shot. I think they like it, it's some previews online of like a a, a trailer for for Planet uh, Fifty One. But like those were made in two thousand and nine, so I'm, I'm I'm guessing like those were either fakes or they they probably were like seriously promoting it overseas that there was going to be a a part two, and they just probably never follow follow through with it. And like you yeah. said, it probably had something to do with uh you know may, maybe the the. The, I don't want to say the fear, but like the the, the worry of it not made, doing as well as the first one did. Yeah. I mean, because they definitely set up a, a sequel hook at the end of the movie, but you know, may, maybe maybe what you saw on uh, YouTube is uh that's, that's your man uh, Jorge Blanco trying to get that viral marketing campaign started. <laughs> like, yo, yeah. son, you see they gonna make a Planet Fifty Two? Like, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's got like a million views, and it's just Jorge Blanco keep refreshing it. <laughs> Yeah, man, Jorge with his uh strategic stuff of Planet Fifty One, but yeah, overall, like just just to go back on the movie, like I like you know I I went into it with an open mind, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, and then like you know it as it went on, it, it was a decent movie, mm. you know it, it it kept my attention for 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 what it was. Uh, did, did you have those points in the movie like when you kind of like you know you took your eyes off it for a little bit? Oh yeah, I was playing, I was on my phone the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like i was watching i was like okay yeah and and a part of it is because i had already seen it i just had to remember that i saw it okay and so yeah like i was i was watching i was taking notes but then there's a point where i'm like oh somebody's offering me a trade in fantasy football let's see what's going on here yeah, yeah. Uh, but i will say this is an important movie i think for dwayne the rock johnson andrew because you see kind of the framework and, and the connective tissue of his career in a lot of his early movies. And last time we reviewed a race to Witch mountain, which was one of his first movies with Walt Disney. Mm. And that's a relationship that he still has to this day. This movie right here, planet 51 is his first time doing an animated movie, doing a voiceover. And that eventually would lead us to the place where the rock does something like Moana, which is, something that I think is universally regarded as a, a great kids film and, and also something that, you know, adults like as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I got to agree with that point. I agree. I agree. So I think really, if you look at that, Andrew, <laughs> what, what Jorge Blanco needs to do 
is is take a page out of the Rock's book when he played Maui and Moana and just look at everybody and say, you know what? You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> man, you're funny. Man. You are a funny dude, man. Oh, my goodness. Like, this is where I know, like, you you just good at podcasts and, like, like, you know, I, I, me, me, and you have openly said that this movie wasn't it, it wasn't interesting for the most part. But like, the, just the fact that I'm like seriously like diving into this movie. I like, mean, look, look, it, look, it, the movie wasn't great, but look, much like uh, Jorge, he just wants you in the theater for an hour. We were able to talk about this movie for an hour, so yeah, mission that, accomplished. That, that definitely, I was about to say that mission accomplished. We definitely in an hour. <laughs> definitely in an hour. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my notes, and usually, I like I don't take pages and pages of notes but i've usually got like you know 10 or 11 bullet points on my page right, i right. had five i had <laughs> five for this one <laughs> I, I i i tried to just come in just just, just fresh off what i remembered and like <laughs> and the and the fir- first thing that came to my mind like because you usually like when you just go off top you try to the stuff that comes to your mind is the stuff that really stuck out to you yeah. so like the stuff with uh lim and the girl and like I uh, mentioned that moment with the when when he when the dude when the guy on the street got smart with the lady and she got smart with him back and you know uh, the, the the whole thing about you know life lessons and stuff like that so that that was the stuff that really stuck with me so I'm pretty sure like me and you probably had the same uh, five bullet points. <laughs> uh, it's it's crazy because uh, you know this movie I don't think is well remembered but coming up next time on the Rocky Mountain View Picture Show Andrew. It's a movie that no one could forget because I am going to be reviewing 2010's The Tooth Fairy. The Ice Wolves fans are just begging for a visit from The Tooth Fairy. Meet Derek Thompson. He doesn't believe in fair play. (laughs) Meet the future of our franchise. Yeah, is there an old-timers game today? One day, I'm going to play hockey in the big leagues, just like you. Here's the deal, Gabe. Lower your expectations. (gasps) And he doesn't believe in fairy tales. My tooth is gone! Wait, there's no money! Tess, let's just get this out of the way. There's no such thing as... Oh, here it is. But he's about to receive... Mr. Thompson, you, sir, are guilty of killing dreams. The ultimate penalty. You are hereby ordered to serve time as a tooth fairy. Now, the meanest man in hockey... Raise your right hand. I swear to perform the duties of a tooth fairy. ...is about to discover... Get him into flying school. Oh, you better not do anything. Put me down! In order to succeed, shrinking pace, invisibility spray. Nice. You have to believe. Cataway. This thing will come in very handy. You're not exactly embracing the tooth fairy spirit. Are you kidding me? I'm embracing it, all right, but I'm doing it my way. On January twenty-second. Just here for the tooth, sir. Just the tooth. Mm-hmm. You can't handle the tooth. Who are you? I'm the tooth fairy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is this? Can I get a little help here? Hey, good luck out there, buddy. Okay. Get ready to believe in magic. You might just be the worst tooth fairy ever. Oh! It's like your brain is in a penalty box. And let your imagination 
Where's your car? No car. Let's go. Take flight. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson, Ashley Judd, Billy Crystal, and Julie Andrews. Tooth Fairy. Amnesia dust. <laughs> All right, come on. That's how it works. That's how what works. Amnesia dust. That's how it works. That's how what works. Never gets old. The Tooth Fairy. That will. I'm trying to remember. Oh, okay, okay. Let's see. I, I think that one is, is going to be one that you could, that you would get a lot more content out of for sure. The Tooth Fairy. Yeah, The Tooth Fairy is a movie that a lot of people remember for all the wrong reasons. Uh, <laughs> matter of fact, uh, John Cena during the feud with The Rock had that great line in one of his uh, rap promos where he, where he brings up The Tooth Fairy. Uh, and so, yeah, I think this is an episode that a lot of people have been looking forward to. And, and I figure what better way to close out the first year of the Rocky Mavia Picture Show, Andrew, than with the Tooth Fairy. Dwayne The Rock Johnson playing a hockey player that turns into a literal Tooth Fairy uh, to try to repair his relationship with his either his son or his stepson or his girlfriend's kid. I don't remember, but there's a kid and there's a girl and, and The Rock is trying to be a good male role model yeah, it's, it's a lot of stuff going on with this movie i i i heard that there's a rumor in any window that then when you watch a movie that the rock uh, that the rock is in and he has hair in this movie you get you get good luck for the rest of your life that's what i heard because <laughs> the two fairy was this the last movie before he before he cut it all off because that was 2010 right and then he came yeah, back the next year with, with with cena and then that's when yep. he was he didn't have hair when he came back so yeah, and that's I, but, when you so, start to get into like the phase of movies where we're getting closer to GI Joe and, and uh, yeah. Fast and the Furious yeah. and stuff like that. Look, look, look at that! Look how I made that little connection. Look at that. <laughs> look at that. Look so at yeah, this is going to be a fun review. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and announce it now, Andrew. I'm planning to have two special guests. I'm going to keep one in the back pocket as a mystery. You're going to have to tune in to find out. But one who has been announced, the man that that. that put his flag in the sand and said he wanted to be on the tooth fairy from day one of the Rocky Mavia picture show. Andrew, somebody, both of us know, uh, know and respect and love. Oh boy. I, I think I know who it is. Oh boy. Post wrestling's John Powell oh. <laughs> will be my guest for the tooth fairy episode. People. I, 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 I gotta watch this. I, I, I gotta watch this. This is going to be hilarious. Yeah. So we, we we're giving everybody a month. You got a month. To watch the Tooth Fairy or rewatch the Tooth Fairy if you've seen it before, and then come back here on Post Wrestling next month, where myself, John Pollock, and perhaps another special guest will be talking about one of Dwayne the Rock Johnson's most infamous movie roles. Okay, so the, ladies and gentlemen, please go check this content out. This is gonna be good. <laughs> the Tooth Fairy. Yeah, the two. Man, I, I've been waiting for this one. This, this is gonna be a good way to end the year. So. uh yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But uh, before we get to that, Andrew, we got to finish up this this month's episode. So why don't you take a, take, take a moment, let the people know what you got going on here at Post Wrestling. Let them know about the YouTube. Let them know about your social. And just let people know where they can find more from Andrew Thompson, who, again, as I mentioned off the top, was in the right demographic for Planet 51. <laughs> so so, so first and foremost, before we wrap up the podcast, I do want to thank Brother Nate Milton for having me on. This is my first movie review. Mm. I'm, a, I, I'm never usually the one to do uh, movie reviews, but this was very interesting, and I'm glad you uh, gave, gave me the opportunity to do this. So thank you, my brother, for, for bringing me on first and foremost. 
Uh, no, no, no problem, my brother. You know, like I said, man, we got we got to hype up the young talent. We got to we got to spotlight new <laughs> no, voices, and, and, no. and especially when you're talking about uh, something like Planet Fifty One, you got to bring in the heavy hitters for this one. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. So uh, uh, you, you can follow me on on Twitter at, at ad thompson under underscore underscore. Um, I just came back from from Starcast in Baltimore. I got a bunch of great interviews there. Yep. Some real good content. Uh, some interviews with uh, Joy Janella, B. Priestley, uh, Sunny Kiss, Nala Rose. Got got some real good interviews there. Um, and you know I'm doing some 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 what I think is some good work at Post Wrestling. And I did my news updates there. I just posted an interview today with uh, a, a, a sister named Trisha Dore, independent mm-hmm. wrestler from DC. So you know I'm I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make some waves, man. Yeah, you're doing doing real good work at the site, brother. You know, you you don't have to say it because I'll say it, and I'm sure <laughs> if uh, if uh, brother John and brother Ting were here, they would say the same thing. Yeah, they they, they when I joined the cafe, they, they they said some real kind things that I I would never say myself, but I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate it. We, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a, a humble youngin, man. I mean, you know that. Hey, hey, as Kendrick would say, be humble. <laughs> 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 but yeah, man, like, I I appreciate you bringing me on for this. Like, this is my first one of these. Like, I I know I ain't the best at it, but this this was like this was fun for me. Like, just the conversation in general was a good time. Look, I, I will say this: you you weren't uh you weren't one on one with the great one, Andrew. But you certainly wasn't a rock bottom. You know what? I'm gonna give you a people's champ, my brother. There it is. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> And, look, and, look, look at that. That way you got room to grow, brother. You got and, you got one more rung to climb. And, and, and that's the that, that, see, that's the friendship bonus right there. See what I'm saying? <laughs> there it is. We, we getting extra points out here. I ain't yeah. I ain't rock bottom now, Jorge. Right, you right, right. Bring me on to the next film. So uh you can find me if you're interested in any of my work. You can check me out. Uh my social, my my Twitter in the number eight M O Z A I K at Nate Mosaic. Uh, check out the Kings of Sport podcast with myself and Marcus Vandenberg. Happy holidays to Marcus Vandenberg, his lovely wife, and their newest addition to the family, young Simba. I'm sure they're watching a lot of Disney Plus, but maybe they had time uh, in this holiday season to watch Planet 51 along with us. Uh, <laughs> can, can, can we give a special shout out to our, to our angry brother, <laughs> to our angry brother Chris? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris. Chris is not watching Planet Fifty One. We don't want Chris Ely from the New York Wrestling Advocates watching Planet Fifty One because you know he gonna come with a whole political speech about the way that the military was used to take down the minorities. Especially like it was a minority of one. It was only one human on the planet, and they used the military and the government to try to take that brother down. Nah, that's what, that's what exactly what you should have did. We should have had Chris on here, man. That oh yeah, Chris would have been. Chris would have been. Like, it's funny. I think we talked. We talked to Chris a couple times. We we talked to Chris on the game plan episode of the Rock Picture uh-huh. Show, uh, which was uh, like I said, <laughs> start of Rock's working relationship with Disney, the game plan, and then he did Race Witch Mountain, and then uh we talked to Chris on the Walking Tall episode, and that episode like took a left turn because Chris Chris got into like the economics of this small <laughs> town that, that the rock was coming back to <laughs> i guess it's always good when, when when chris from la when the professor's in the building because you, you never know what you're gonna get you know you're gonna get <laughs> you're gonna get some intellectual you're gonna get some angry or you're gonna get some of both <laughs> that, 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 that's definite that's definite 
<laughs> uh, but yeah, if you want to check out the Nubian Wrestling Advocates, the first episode is available free on the Kings of Sport Patreon. That features myself, Chris from LA, and our guest, Andrew Thompson, who will be a regular part of the rotation going forward. Let me just add that that was one of the funnest podcasts I've ever done. Please go check that out. Like, that was yeah. just a good time. That was, that was in the wake of the initial uh, Jordan Miles controversy. We talked about Kobe Kingston. We talked about uh, up-and-coming uh, black stars in professional wrestling. And maybe my favorite segment of the show, Andrew, we talked about your boy, Terry Bollea. <laughs> I, I still have a clip of that in my phone. I have never laughed that hard. Like that, that was hilarious. And, and the thing about it is, I, I Chris, Chris, Chris's commentary in the background yeah. was, was hilarious. Yeah. When Chris, when Chris starts going, you just kind of step out of the way and let him go for a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> so yeah, shout no, out to that, Chris from LA, being uh, wrestling advocates. Yeah. So that, that NWA podcast, that, 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 that thing's going to take off. And I, I can't wait to see y'all do big numbers with that. Yeah, we we coming up on uh, episode number two here in the near future. Should, depending on you know the way holidays work and everything, we'll we don't know if it'll be out this week or next week or the week after, but it'll be out before the end of November. Uh, okay. And you can find that on the Kings of Sport Patreon feed, uh, patreon.com backslash Kings of Sport. Again, you can hear me here on Post Wrestling, Rock My Via Picture Show. You can check me out on uh, Place to Be Nation's main event. Uh, you can check me out on the Black Lightning podcast, a bunch of other shows here and there. Uh, I am also a, uh, licensed insurance agent. So if you know, in this holiday season, right, you trying to get your financial game plan together, you know, you might not be on planet 51, but you can plan your 401k. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. So successful black man right here, man. Let's go. And you know, I'm just trying to make some moves, just trying to make some moves. So if you need uh, help with insurance, life insurance, home insurance, auto insurance, uh, annuities you want to set up a mutual fund stocks anything like that give me a call reach out to me and if i can't help you somebody on my team can help you get your finances straight uh i want to give a shout out to Braden harrington uh one half of the uh bde the infamous bde for providing the theme song here for the rocky mountain via picture show want to give a shout out to austin james austin james uh graphic design for providing the logo to the show and finally, I want to give a thanks to you, the listeners. Shout out to you guys and girls for downloading the show. We appreciate you checking out this podcast each month here on Post Wrestling. And I guess finally, a tip of the cap in this holiday season to John Pollock and Wei Ting, the, the founders, the proprietors of Post Wrestling, if you will, Brother Andrew. Yeah, shout, shout out to John and Wei, man. I, 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 I so, so showed some nice words for them, said some nice words to them uh, when, when they brought me on the cafe earlier. Two solid dudes, two good dudes, man. Couldn't be proud of uh, be working with them. You know, they, John and Wei are the, the, the Chuck Baker and Rover of, of the wrestling journalism industry. There it is. They the real good. heroes. <laughs> you you, you, you should have just cut the, cut the podcast off as soon as you sit, like, boom, right there. That's how you end it hard out, no, no transition. Well, see, I can't end the podcast because the people know each and every week how we got to end the podcast, brother Andrew. So oh, yeah, I want to give that. I want to give a shout out to you for joining me here in the theater this week. We'll be back next month with the much anticipated review of 2010's The Tooth Fairy. So for Andrew Thompson, for Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and for the big homie Jorge Blanco, <laughs> thank you for listening to the Rock and Mouth Picture Show, and remember. Nubian eyes 
We'll be watching. on out of here. No!